I emerged into a long, wide clearing, ringed by trees and carpeted with grass that looked more like a lawn than a field. Here and there, aggressive and fast-growing weeds popped up thin, reedy heads. But for the most part, the grass rose only a few inches high. Had anyone asked me to describe the place with one word, I'd have chosen glade. Most of the clearing lay in cool shade, with the dying sun dappling the far end in wide swaths of golden light. Trees loomed again in the distance, but spaced far apart and devoid of the tangled growth along the beach. Nestled in a little green nook on the left side, gravestones cast long, thin shadows across the grass. Unlike modern cemeteries where the tombstones stood in perfectly aligned rows, these jutted from the ground like old and crooked teeth. A few had surrendered to time and wind and collapsed. Others leaned at crazy angles as if threatening to join their fallen brothers. Like the town, the graveyard had been abandoned and it showed. Wonderful. Not only did I get to sleep on the ground, I'd also have the pleasure of sleeping next to the dead. The thought of eating dinner near the old cemetery carried even less appeal. I had no idea where the center of the old town might be, but given the size of the island, it couldn't be far. I made short work of the tent, placing it at the edge of the sandy soil between grass and trees, and set about gathering firewood. The task proved easy enough. A past storm, or a series of them, had washed tons of debris and dead wood up into the twisted tangle of trees and vines just up from the shore. I dragged in large branches, even parts of trees, snapped in half by wind or water. By the time I'd finished, the sun had drifted low on the western horizon. Cool air settled in as the shadows grew. The bite in the wind carried the promise of a chilly, if not cold, night to come. Elsie and Daniel passed by at one point on their way across the opening to the graveyard. I let them go and worked on clearing debris away from a sandy spot I intended to use for the fire. Half an hour later, when they came strolling back, I had a small but warm blaze crackling and popping. Both looked cold. I waved an invitation toward the fire, but the old woman declined with a shake of her head. When the flames died down, I scooped sand over the coals to keep them from blowing sparks into the nearby brush. After the meeting, I figured I could rake the sand away, toss on a new batch of firewood, and have a roaring fire going in a fraction of the time it would take to build a new one from scratch. Satisfied that the camp was as secure and comfortable as I could make it, I headed back to the dock to both hunt out a jacket and gather up Elsie and Daniel. To my surprise, the old woman had put together a veritable feast, with the leftover ham from lunch serving as the main course. She'd stirred up a huge bowl of potato salad to go with it. A potful of green beans sat next to it. Behind the ham lay a plastic grocery bag half full of freshly baked bread. I looked at the pile of food sitting in the cockpit and grinned. I had more down there than you thought, didn't I? She snorted. You got a mess down there, that's what you have. I've never seen stuff thrown around with such carelessness. One thing you are not, Hill William, is organized. I ignored the comment and pointed to the bread. Never mind where you found the stuff to make that. How did you make it? The whole cooking arrangement on this boat is a two-burner stove. She rolled her eyes. 
See, that's what I'm talking about. Do you even know what a Dutch oven is? A big pot with three legs, I countered. Do you know how to use one? I scratched my head. She had me there, even though I didn't want to admit it. The grin of triumph on her face didn't last long. A scowl slid in to replace it. She wagged a bony finger at me. You need to do something about your bathroom facilities. The last word came out in exaggerated syllables, like facilities, all of them delivered with Elsie's gray eyes glaring at me over the edge of her spectacles. I quit squatting a long time ago, Mr. Hill. I wasn't expecting anyone on this trip to be squatting anywhere, I shot back.